if you have a difficult situation on the job, remember you have help. You're not by yourself. You don't have to face that project, that situation, circumstance that you may up, be up against, some difficulty. You're not facing it alone. And I know sometimes you can feel like you're all alone, but you're never alone. The Holy Spirit, we have a promise that the Holy Spirit Spirit will never leave us or forsake us. And Jesus said, if I don't go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Welcome to the Living by Grace podcast with Al Jennings. When you receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, you will reign in life. Listen in as he discusses the effortless life of God's grace. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Living by Grace podcast. I'm Al Jennings, and we're going to get into the Word. Praise God. Today, I want to talk about the Holy Spirit, our helper. John chapter 14. We'll begin there, beginning in verse 1. All right, here we go. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Now, what I'm reading here is the night before Jesus' crucifixion. And Jesus is encouraging his disciples, and he tells them to let not, don't let your hearts be troubled, Believe in God. Believe also in me. That's good instruction, right? In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said, Lord, we we don't know where you're going. (laughs) How can we know the way? Right? So, again, this is right before Jesus' crucifixion, the, the night before. And it didn't seem like from Thomas's statement that, they were ready to take over, right? And Jesus said he would leave us a comforter. We'll get to that later. A comforter, some translations say, other translations say helper. And so, but they didn't seem too confident, right, by the statement. He said, we don't know where you're going. So how, how, how can we know the way? So it didn't just seem like the disciples were ready to take over after Jesus left. But Jesus knew, check this out, Jesus knew that their success was not up to them. It was up to the Holy Spirit. And as long as they relied on the Holy Spirit, Jesus had confidence that they were going to be all right because the Holy Spirit was going to be there to help them. And the Holy Spirit is there to help you. Praise God. 
Let's go to John chapter 14 and verse, same chapter, verse 16. And Jesus told them, and I will ask the Father. Okay, this is the same chapter again the night before Jesus was crucified. And he said, I'm going to ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Now, when Jesus walked the earth, it's important to know that he was limited. And the Holy Spirit, therefore, was limited. See, Jesus never claimed to do anything of himself. He said, it was the Father in me who does the works, right? So how was the Father in him? The Father was in Jesus in the person of the Holy Spirit. And when I say the Holy Spirit was limited, he was limited. The Holy Spirit is not an it, by the way. He is a person. The Holy Spirit was limited because he could only be in one place at a time. The Holy Spirit was with Jesus wherever Jesus went. But this was going to be better. In another place, Jesus said, we may look at this. I don't know if the scripture is in the lineup, but he said, it is advantageous or to your advantage that I go away because if I don't go away, the comforter won't come. How is it to their advantage that he go away? Because where the Holy Spirit was limited in Jesus' earthly ministry because they could only be where he was, when he leaves and pours out the Holy Spirit, now the Holy Spirit is unlimited because he spread out all over the world on the inside of every believer. So Jesus, in essence, multiplied himself. That's why Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also. All right? Uh, and, and, and greater works than these shall you do. All right? Um, we're spread out all over the world. See, it's not greater works in, listen, not greater works in quality, but greater works in quantity because believers are all over the world. Isn't that good? So he said, I'm going to ask the Father, and this is why Jesus had confidence that they were going to be good <laughs> and we're going to be good because Jesus gets, <coughs> excuse me, Jesus gets what he prays for. He said, I will ask the, the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Praise God, the Holy Spirit will never leave us or forsake us. He is a present help in time of trouble. The next verse says, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, for you know him, for he dwells with you. See, and he will be in you. See, what does he mean? You know him. You're familiar with him. Why? Because he dwells with you. 
How did the Holy Spirit dwell with him? Again, he's inside of Jesus. Jesus is the only one that the Holy Spirit indwelt during the time of Jesus' earthly ministry. Okay? So, you know him because he's in me. But here's the good news. This is why it's to your advantage that the Holy Spirit goes away because, or, excuse me, it's to your advantage that I go away because now or at that time, this is the new covenant dispensation. When I go away, he will be in you. Wow, that's good stuff. Now, here's what I was referring to. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, John 16, 7, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, now notice how he describes the Holy Spirit. And I love this in the ESV. Another translation says comforter. I like helper. He's there to help. Praise God. Are we to do things? Yeah, but we got help. Praise God. As you go about your daily life, you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you who will never, ever leave you. He's always there to help. You need help right now? Maybe you got, like me, a project. This ministers to me. I'm working on a project for someone, and he's there to help me do it. He's helping me right now to teach. A lot of these things that I'm sharing with you right now, they're, they're coming up on the inside of me, things that I didn't plan to teach. Why? Because I'm leaning on, leaning into the helper, the Holy Spirit, who's on the inside of me. If you have a difficult situation on the job, remember you have help. You're not by yourself. You don't have to face that project, that situation, circumstance that you may up, be up against, some difficulty. You're not facing it alone. And I know sometimes you can feel like you're all alone, but you're never alone. The Holy Spirit, we have a promise that the Holy Spirit, Spirit will never leave us or forsake us. And Jesus said, if I don't go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And he's been sent. Look at John 15, 26. But when the help, helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father he will bear witness about me. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, and he will bear witness about me. All right? And so what the Holy Spirit says and what he does is in sync with Jesus. All right? He's there to take Jesus' place. He will bear witness about me. Amen. He'll show you Jesus. Amen. He'll help you see Jesus. Right? And that's what it's all about. Now, let me address something that uh, a lot of believers get confused about 
and they get this wrong, and they think that the Holy Spirit will um, is 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 there to uh, convict you like like you committed a crime. <laughs> okay, and I'm, I want to break down the word convict because a lot of people look upon that as something negative. And what I mean by that, you may have heard people say stuff like this. Well, the Holy Spirit just got all, all over me and, you know, the, 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 the Holy Spirit just got on my case, man. And, he, you know, he, he got on me about this and he got on me about that. Well, that's not what the Holy Spirit does. He just convicted me of this sin I have in my life, and he just made me feel miserable. And Now, the, the Holy Spirit doesn't do that. And let's go to a passage of Scripture where people get this from, and it's really a misunderstanding of this passage. Let's go to John chapter 16, verse 8. It says, <clears throat> and when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin. Now, if you look at this at face value, it seems like the Holy Spirit is convicting us. He's here to convict us of our sins. All right? Now, we're going to break down this word convict in a moment, and it's not what you think. When you think of convict, it's like convict, you know, in prison or, you know, some convict or criminal. <laughs> and usually when you see the word convict, re religious terminology looks at this, uh, religious people look at this as something negative. All right. But first of all, he's not convicting the believer. Whatever this convict is, it's not for the believer, first of all. Jesus tells us specifically what the Holy Spirit, um, who he will convict. The world. We're not the world. Let me say it again for the people in the back. We, we are not the world. We're believers. He's going to convict the world, and it tells us what he will convict the world of. Concerning sin. All right? And he's going to break it down a little further. I love this passage, actually. This shouldn't scare you. Well, he's just going to convict you. You better watch out. The Holy Spirit will get you if you don't watch out. Okay? He knows when you're naughty or nice. And when you're naughty, he's going to get you. No, that's not what the Holy Spirit does. That's not his job. All right? Now, who is he talking to here? He's talking to believers. He's talking to his disciples. It's important to know when you're reading the Bible who he's talking to. All right? And again, this is toward the end of his earthly ministry, and he, he's telling his disciples, talking to them about the Holy Spirit, what he will do when he, when he comes. He will convict. He will convict the world concerning sin. Let's break this word, word convict down, all right? It, it's not 
criminal prosecution. <laughs> okay. If you look this word up, one of the definitions is, I love this definition, convince. If you're taking notes, write this down. The word convict means to convince. It means to convince someone of something or bring to light. And that's what the Holy Spirit does to the world. He will convince them concerning sin. And watch this. He goes on to say, he will convince the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. So he's talking about three things. He will convince, number one, convince the world concerning sin and righteousness. He's going to convince of righteousness, but not the world. Watch this. He'll convince the world concerning sin and righteousness. Who's that for? Stay tuned. And judgment. Concerning sin, because they, now who's he talking to? He's talking to the believer. He's talking to his disciples. So when he says they, he's not talking about them. He's not talking about the people he's talking to. He's going to convict the world concerning sin, right? Verse 9, concerning sin, because they, who's they? The world. Again, he's not talking talk to the people he's talking to. He's talking to the believers, and he's saying he's going to convince the world of sin, believers, b believers, be, like believers he's talking to, because they, the world, do not believe in me. So believer, Peter, James, John, when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to convince the world concerning sin and because they, the world, don't believe in me. Got it? Let's go on. Concerning righteousness, he's going to convince of righteousness because I go to the Father, watch this, and you will see me no more. See, you, he's talking to the believers concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. He's convincing the believer of righteousness. That's what he does to the believer. The Holy Spirit convinces you of your righteousness. That's what he does. He convinces you, convinces you, in other words, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's one of the things that the Holy Spirit does. When he comes, he will convince you. He convinces the world of sin. He convinces you, the believer, of righteousness. He convinces you, in other words, what is righteousness? That you're accepted. Righteousness means you're accepted of the Father, you are approved, you are not guilty, praise God. 
you are well-pleasing to the Father. These are the things that the Holy Spirit convinces you of. Does the believer commit sin? Yes, but when you sin, he doesn't convict you of sin. He convicts the world of sin. But when you sin as a believer, he convinces you, even though you sin, you're the righteousness of God in Christ. Jesus became sin that you may become righteous, and I remember your sins no more. Praise God. Back to the world. The world, they don't believe in Jesus. When they do, they become believers. But before that, before they become believers, the Holy Spirit's job is to convince them that they have sin and they need to accept Jesus to receive forgiveness of sins. And what happens when we do what Jesus did, excuse me, what Jesus said to do, when we do what Jesus said to do and go into all the world and preach the gospel, guess what? The Holy Spirit goes to work when we minister to someone and tell them about Jesus, when we tell the world about Jesus, when you tell your unbelieving friends about Jesus, when you share the word with them, the Holy Spirit goes to work and convinces them that they have sinned and they're in need of a Savior. Praise God. Isn't that awesome? Hallelujah. So let's just read it all together and go into verses 12 and 13. We'll read 8 through 13 all together, all right? And when he comes, the Holy Spirit, he will convince or convict, which means to convince the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment concerning sin because they, the world, do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. I will convince you believers of righteousness. Concerning judgment, because the, the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he, not it, he, the Holy Spirit is a person. He will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, the Holy Spirit doesn't do anything on his own. Whatever he hears from the Father about you, and he only hears good things about you because God's opinion of you is only good. Hallelujah. God has a high opinion of you. And you are God, who God says you are. So any uh, con, uh, I'm, I'm going to use this word con, convicting in a negative light. Any time that you, you get, let, let's use the word condemn. Like when, when you feel convicted of your sin or condemned, 
that's not the Holy Spirit because he only will speak what the Father, what he hears from the Father, and he will never hear anything bad about you because the Father and Jesus has nothing bad to say about you. (laughs) He's going to convince you that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Let's close with, with Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. Let's look at it from three different translations. There is therefore now no judgment for those who are in Christ Jesus. No judgment for those who are in Christ Jesus. No judgment. No condemnation. Condemnation means judgment, and there's no judgment because you are in Christ Jesus. The word condemnation is a is a statement or expression of, of very strong and definite disapproval. Okay, this is one definition of condemnation, a statement or expression of very strong and definite disapproval. No, the Holy Spirit doesn't come and make you miserable. God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, will never give you any disapproval or a sense of, of failure. And we shouldn't give it to anybody else. The Holy Spirit doesn't do that to you. We shouldn't do it to other people. All right? It's not your job to go around and judge people. There's no judgment to you. Isn't that good news? When you talk about a building being condemned, what does it mean? It's not it's not fit for use, right? There's no condemnation. When you think about a building being condemned, not fit for use, you know, many believers see themselves that way. Well, you know, I've just messed up so much. I know the Holy Spirit's so disappointed in me. God is so disappointed in me. There's no hope for me. I just messed up so many times. Just forget it. Let me just, you know, let me just go about living my life crazy and there's no, there's no point in me trying to live this Christian life. Live your Christian life depending on the Holy Spirit. All right? Some people, they, they condemn themselves. They see themselves as not fit for use. Oh, there's nothing special about me. I don't, I'm nobody special. I don't feel special. And that that stuff, those statements, even though it may seem like they're your statements, the Holy, excuse me, the the devil is very clever. He'll put thoughts and plant thoughts in your mind, and he does it to everybody. But what do we do? We cast down those thoughts, right? And he'll try to make it seem like they're your thoughts because it's like in the first person. I don't feel special. 
I, I don't I don't think God loves me. There's, there's nothing special about me. No, that's a lie. You are the apple of God's eye. You are well-pleasing in his sight. See, when you get those thoughts, lean into the Holy Spirit. Listen on the inside to what the Holy Spirit is telling you. Those thoughts aren't coming from your spirit. They're outside thoughts entering your mind from the enemy. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is convincing you of. The Holy Spirit is convincing you of your righteousness, assuring you that you are loved by the Father. Praise God that you're blessed. You are the apple of God's eye. You're blessed coming in, blessed going out, whatever you put your hand to prospers. No, you're not stupid. You're not fat. You're not ugly. You're not weak. You're not a failure. See, when you get these thoughts, they, they are from the enemy. Praise God. No, praise God. You got love, joy, peace in your spirit. Praise God. You're the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And speak those things out. So when you hear these thoughts, oh, you sorry thing, look at you. You messed up again. You, you failed again. No, that comes from the enemy. In See, God sees you perfect because you have been forgiven of all your sins, past, present, and future. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So the Holy Spirit is your helper, and he will encourage you. He's not a condemner. He's an encourager. Let's close with these uh, other translations of Romans 8.1. Therefore, therefore now, there, I love this, there is not even one bit of condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Not even one bit of condemnation. <laughs> Amen. New Century Version says, so now those who are in Christ Jesus you're in Christ, believer. Those who are in Christ Jesus are not judged guilty. Praise God. You're not guilty. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You are accepted. You are approved. You're not guilty. You're well-pleasing to the Father. Praise God. All right. I hope you all enjoyed that teaching today. I hope you got something out of it. And uh, I'm going to let you go. That's it for today, everybody. All right. And um, I know I mentioned last week that today I was going to continue in our study on enemies of faith. But I realized later <laughs> that I was all done with that. Okay. I'd come to the end of that lesson and covered all the enemies that that I had. So uh, that's why there's no teaching today on the enemies of faith because we're all done. Okay, everybody, thanks for joining, and I am out.
Thank you for joining us today for the Living by Grace podcast. You are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved, totally righteous, and destined to win because of Jesus. Have an amazing day.